Hey, y'all. Welcome to the People Purpose Podcast, the show that explores all of the ins and outs, challenges, and opportunities that HR, people managers, and all people face at work every day. I am one of your co-hosts, Chaz Fields, and I am joined with – Julie, I'm running out of adjectives. I feel like <laughs> I've used them all, but uh, with my co-host. How about that? That works. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Julie Devlin. Happy to be here. Hey, Julie. How are you? Tell me something good. I'm good. Oh, Chaz, I have got something good. That's for darn sure. So usually, Chaz, when somebody goes to Vegas, you know, you gamble and you lose, right? <laughs> Chaz, you know, we that's travel. one of the reasons. Right. Yeah. We travel all the time. I've been to uh-huh. Vegas, I think, seven times this year, mostly for work. Um, but this time, Chaz, I just got back and it was not for work. It was for softball. And Uh Chaz, I came home a world champion. Now, I know, I know you're saying, wow, how can I possibly be co-hosting a podcast with a world champion? But you can be. That's my exact, uh, that's my exact thoughts. I was like, (laughs) I'm honored to be in your presence. I can see the light following you as you turn your head. Yeah. So no, in all seriousness, my something good is that, uh, we, my softball team, uh, my, my, my senior softball team, I just dated myself chess. Um, (laughs) we, we went out to Vegas to play in the world tournament, um, Mm -hmm. uh, against 28 other teams. Um, and, we came out on top and uh, mm-hmm. it was a long story, you know, about how it all went down, but we wound up overcoming a lot of adversity to win the entire tournament. And with that, awesome. we get rings, Chaz, we get actual championship rings. And because a bunch we, of swag, right? We, yeah, we won, we, we won what's called the Triple Crown, uh, which mm-hmm. is the East Coast National Championship, the National Championship, and the World Championship. So they also give us custom shoes. Now, That's don't awesome. ask me, don't ask me what kind of shoes. Um, but uh, you know, <laughs> we we joked around because you know we're senior softball. They're probably like you know the, 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 the orthotics, <laughs> yeah, orthotics yeah. or something like Medi- that. Medical but shoes. That's anyway, okay. that's my that's my something good. Uh, I'm I'm still riding a high. I, I bet I'm so proud of you because uh, I saw the pictures and I think it's really, really <laughs> cool that, that it's one of the many passions that you pursue outside of work, right? Mm-hmm. And the flexibility we have somewhat with our job, which is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I have so many questions about it. Here's a deal, Jules, <laughs> just a little side fun fact. I used to umpire church league slow pitch softball. Oh boy. Okay. And let me tell you something I've got, you know what? We need to do a bit. <laughs> day just a bit episode where we just share like the most wild stories that have nothing to do with work but it was it was interesting but it, uh, it sounds like the level you were at's a little bit different they don't hire the guy hire the guy that's in college to come umpire church league softball no so. they, don't, they don't do that this is a sanctioned event it's yeah, uh, I love it. it's serious business Chaz. it's serious uh, business so i love it i love yeah. it so uh my something good uh is i actually get to go to vegas here in the in the coming weeks right so we have our huge customer conference aspire that's coming up mm-hmm. uh you and i are both speaking and we're going to do a live podcast episode yes. from there which is going to be amazing uh but i i really question i was thinking about when you talk about vegas and of course we travel a bunch right i, I wonder if people who listen actually think yeah they're really working when they're out there because <laughs> we're there so often no so, we are that's the i thing. know and that's the thing that people people you know i tell my friends they're like where are you this week i'm like oh in vegas oh vegas again yeah, yeah. yeah i'm in vegas and let me tell you what i'm doing i haven't yeah. seen the sunlight i've been yeah. in a conference hall all day right 
right. And then by the time the evening gets around, you know, you're so It's tired. dinner in bed. Yeah, it's, it's dinner exactly. in bed. Exactly. And, and no, and please don't don't take this as a misconstrue that we're complaining about this, but oh, yeah. you know, yeah. it, it it yes, there are pockets of of fun, of course, um, but most of it is uh that's right. Most the last time I was in Vegas, business. I didn't even gamble. So yeah. if oh, that gives gosh. you any perspective. You feel right? <laughs> <laughs> Julie, what's the business stat of the day? <laughs> what is the business stat of the day? That is a great question. Well, so there was a study done um, by Udemy. Is that how you say it, Chaz? Yeah, Udemy. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it says the reason that so many people are quitting uh, has everything to do with their relationship, not with the job itself, but with their bosses. So we've talked about that before. But right. And this study found that nearly half of employees surveyed had quit because of a bad manager. And almost two thirds believed their manager lacked proper managerial training, Chaz. Ooh. Yeah. So that that's an interesting uh, little stat, the proper managerial training, because we know what happens, right? <laughs> Yeah. So, so today, obviously we're going to focus on, um, leadership criteria, right. And, and typically at least in the traditional value or, or traditional way of working manager is automatically assumptive that they are a leader of some sort, right. Sure. You know, kind of interchangeable. I don't, I don't want to get it twisted on when we talk about leadership, it's yes, it can be executive leadership, but we're also talking managers. And when I, when I look at this study and we've all, seen them, right? Like you've seen the clickbait ads, you've seen the clickbait research and all of that. And it's people leave people. They don't Mm -hmm. leave managers uh, because they're unhappy with their scenario that, you know, there are multitudes of reasons out there. But when I look at this, I see that second part of it. Almost two thirds believe their manager lacked proper managerial training. Right. That's not surprising to me because we know what happens, right, Jules? Typically, the good individual contributor becomes a manager and they, yeah, they interview well, but we haven't quantified, are they actually capable of managing? What do you think? Yeah, just because you're good at your job doesn't mean you're good at leading people. Just because you're good at your job doesn't mean that, uh, you know, you have the, the the leadership qualities and Chaz, I'm going to go even further and say the emotional intelligence and also the business acumen when it comes to being a manager yeah. uh, or when it comes to what it means to being a manager. Um, I, I just think that, that, that so many folks are good at their job uh, that all of a sudden we say, okay, well, you're good at your job. So you must be good. You know, we have to bump you up so you can start managing people. Mm-hmm. Now, Chaz, in my career as uh, HRVP, you know, we've talked about this. I've done that before. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it, right? Right. You know, I, I have been burned before at, by mm-hmm. pro- promoting people or recommending promotions mm-hmm. because they're good at their job and. Just because you're your job does not mean that you're good at being a manager. Yeah, it's really a delicate balance because then you start to think about career pathing and what people want and pushing their agenda because this is their life, right? Mm-hmm. And you, can, you can't make everybody managers or leaders. Now, you can be a leader in your individual contributor role, absolutely. But in this idea that you've got to move up or uh, you you can be a manager, everyone can be a manager, it's just not realistic, right? So, yeah. Yeah, I think it, but it also begs a question uh-huh. when we talk about leadership itself. Right. <laughs> like, I, 
What is a leader? What is a leader? I'm glad you brought that up. So I I think, you know, like I'm all about uh, understanding leadership and and what it means to lead. Uh, You know, I think about when I was a kid, I I was the tallest kid in class, you know, and it it was immediate uh, because you were the person that was put at the front of the line to lead the rest of the class, right? Like there's this, this assumption that if you're the tallest person, that everyone's going to follow you. And and I don't know if they train that in elementary school. I don't know, but that's how it always was. But going to your question, what is a leader? Um, by the definition, person. Yeah. Person. <laughs> no, by oh. definition, the action of leading a group of people or an organization. And when I read that, I was like, boy, that doesn't really say much. No, not at all. So, so I dug a little bit deeper and I was like, okay, what, what, what is a leader? Okay. Yeah. It's active leading a group of people or an organization, but then they started throwing synonyms at me and, and really what leadership is guidance, Mm -hmm. direction, authority, control, or perceived control, right. Especially in today's workplace um, and management. So that then Got me. I mean, I went down the rabbit hole, Julie. I went okay. down the rabbit hole. So then I, I was like, okay, management. What does management mean today, right? And and again, you know, it's the process of dealing with or controlling things or people. Okay, controlling and, people. Uh oh. Exactly. People don't <laughs> like feeling controlled. No. So 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 if you if you go back up the the rabbit hole and you think okay if my idea is to lead people then I have to control them no. generally speaking no no no, no. It's so just be, just be yeah and, and it goes to titles too right right um, just having the title it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're you're good at it <laughs> <laughs> maybe even capable yeah yeah. Yeah. So, so when I think about this and and we go into this, I think there's just this major misconception Mm -hmm. um, is the false sense that someone is managing, right. But not actually doing anything. Yes. And I think about it when we think about that, someone managing quote unquote, not doing anything, that Mm -hmm. person is just a figurehead in a way. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's just a person with a title. Um, It's not somebody with uh, the, the acumen or, Maybe sometimes, Chaz, even the drive um, yeah. to to want to take a group of people that they are managing or leading mm-hmm. and make that group better. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's funny because <laughs> I, 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 I that's a really that's a really hard one to swallow because you you know we're all people, right? And we have we have our agendas and we have the the behavior that we have within our role. the The idea behind this is, you know. The, I, I see it all the time in companies that I work with where I mm-hmm. hear leaders and managers say, well, everything is all right amongst their peers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everything is all right. Well, you know, things are moving in the right direction. And then there are these same individuals that, you know, the employees are saying, no, their attrition rate is up. Uh, whatever the case may be, there's a lot of complaints and essentially that organization or that team is on fire. But for whatever reason, the leadership community or the leadership peers are saying, oh, yeah, well, so-and-so said it was okay, so it must be okay. And those decisions that aren't being made um, aren't really leading to actionable change and thus keeping those employees here because we know there's a, a war on talent right now, just in general. Mm-hmm. Nuclear war on talent, I think, is what I framed it before. So that begs my question, what leadership criteria, the source of today's episode is what leadership criteria do we need 
today and lack of a better term, a post pandemic world, if you will. Yeah. And, and, and I also, and I'd love to know your opinion, but when, when did we get off track <laughs> when it came to empathy and understanding employees and meeting them where they're at? I don't like know that, I, I don't know that we're off track. I don't Maybe know not that, now. I, I, I think, I think globally, you know, that, that would be tough to, to say that right. everyone's off track. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that when we look at the post pandemic leadership, uh, criteria Mm -hmm. empathy is something that is a non-negotiable at this point but the real challenge there Chaz, is that you can't teach empathy you either are empathetic (laughs) yeah you're you're either empathetic or you're not um i think a lot of times too when we have managers who were promoted into the managerial role without the proper training what happens is they have the effect of um remembering how it was for them uh-huh. uh, and how much, how hard they work. So it's quote unquote, I put in my dues. So why don't you put in your dues? Right? Like if they don't have that empathetic mindset, they have mm-hmm. the mindset of, I did it when I was in your role. Now it's your turn and I'm, I'm in charge. Yeah. Sense? Yeah, it does. And and I think on the flip side of that, or maybe, maybe the same side where you have a really good individual contributor and they had good ideas in that role, mm-hmm. but got suppressed because that manager didn't want actionable change, right? Like that everything is going to be all right component. Mm-hmm. And now that person steps in, but they don't have the managerial training or perceived training. And then they make a bunch of changes and then we're back to square one and we still don't really understand why employees are leaving. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, no, no, it it definitely does. You know, I think it also begs another question, you know, Mm -hmm. when we talk about managers and, you know, leaders who say that, quote unquote, everything is all right. Mm -hmm. um, In my opinion, Chaz, I think that if you have if you have a team of of people Mm -hmm. and you're leading that team of people. And there are just a few people who are unhappy on that team. Mm-hmm. I think that affects the entire team. Would you agree? agree? Yeah, yeah. My my big thing is if one person is unhappy on the team, it's one hundred percent a leader's job or the leader's job, the managers included, um, to to make a difference in that, right? To try Agreed. and source it, and and it's to say like maybe that individual shouldn't be on that team, right? Yeah. Um, leader or employee. So it's really interesting because the, the Workforce Institute did a study in the resi- resign, resigned, or resign. And it had a stat, I know that's you know, <laughs> hard, hard to say fast, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, of employees from this survey actually quit because of their frustration with executive leadership. Hmm. And, and what I question is, what is the criteria again for a leader and what is the expectation of employees to leaders and and vice versa, going back to your psychological contract. And yeah, I, I I think, um, you know, in the three points that, that we kind of put together, um, you know, the first one for leaders in a post pandemic world is the mindset and ability to understand differing opinions and create action. So what do I mean by that? First off, you got to be a student. All right. In any position of leadership, you have to be a student and, and you are there to learn. But you also have to have a flexible mindset and the ability to to have change agility within those differing opinions. I can tell you when I say something. No, I, yeah, I think that um, having a flexible mindset and recognizing that 
everybody on the team may have a difference of opinion yeah. and, and recognizing that there's a reason for differences of opinion and that you have to take every difference of opinion seriously and not take them personally. I think that's mm-hmm. the other thing that's yeah. really important when it comes mm-hmm. to leadership in a post pandemic world, you know, because folks are under a lot of stress right now. Um, and it's been that way. And I, I mean, when we look at it, moving forward, I don't think that that stress is going to get any less. There's always going to be things in in people's lives um, Mm -hmm. that are going to affect them when it comes to work. Because, you know, we talk about bringing our authentic selves to work. I think managers have to recognize that that is still a thing. It will be a thing and it will probably be even more of a thing as we Mm -hmm. move forward. So Mm -hmm. I think that when we cut, when it comes to differing opinions, we take that information. And, you know, Chaz, I always say that um, feedback is uh, HR's currency. Well, feedback mm-hmm. can be manager's currency too, because yeah. you talk about creating action. I think that uh, taking that feedback and being a student and learning from what your people are saying is important. Um, and yeah. that's one way to be a student um, and then take what you learn and put it into play. Does that make sense? It, it, it does. What do you think another quality trait or or leadership criteria if you will um is needed now um i think that you know something else that's important is for a leader to recognize that part of their role especially in today's employee expectations is to help employees elevating by elevating their goals Right. Mm -hmm. By making sure that employees have initiatives and goals that are attainable Mm -hmm. um, and really maintaining progress um, Mm -hmm. while while building support to help employees reach those goals. Yeah, I I think a critical piece of that is proven selfless behavior. Right. I think when you when you go through and elevate the employees initiatives and goals, there's this this idea. There's a ton of research and books out there around servant leadership. Mm-hmm. Right. And and what that does is it really gives you that ability to overcome resistance because you have proven behavior to show that I'm here for you as the employee first. Right. right. So it's this idea that you have to follow to lead, if you will. And and I really appreciate that because what I think, you know, this as a as a former leader and, and as you know, me being a teammate with you and vice versa, is that we know that we're better off when we take care of each other because it builds rapport. It builds better team dynamic. It it helps others around you realize, oh, they're they're really good together because they're activating selfless behavior. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, totally. You know, the selfless behavior part is, is super important. You know, I think there's, <laughs> there's a third thing that's really important too, and that's not going to shock anybody. I don't think. What, what am I about to say, Chess? <laughs> uh, uh, communication. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so when we talk about leadership, we, we have to recognize um, the importance of communication. Um, I mean, I, I don't, I, I feel like we could do every episode and every, every episode we do, we could talk about communication as a piece of it. Sure. Sure. I call it the transparency initiative. Now it's like, I'm coining it, the transparency initiative. And, and what I mean by that is tell the truth that you're allowed to share frequent and often. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason I say that is, so when you think about transparency in your personal life, uh, you, you know, and the people that you trust or have built trust with, you give them all the details, 
right? Mm-hmm. And and I know that's hard and that challenges um, a lot of organizations and their communication strategy because we're not used to it. Like we're just not used to it in the corporate environment. But what it does, I think, is it brings an extreme ownership if you will, to the task and to the team that that you're working with, right? And what I find so interesting about the Transparency Initiative is it's the shift mindset of I'm responsible for everything that goes on with the team. And thus, I need to digress the information or to, to I shouldn't say digress, I need to communicate the information so not one person feels left out. Yeah, right. because we know what happens when just one person feels left out for a small amount of time. You're going mm-hmm. to alienate people and you're going That's to have right. un- unhappy employees. You know, mm-hmm. I think that, um, it, you know, when when we have a lack of communication, you have questions. Um, Lots. And, yeah. yeah. And whenever there are questions, uh, you're going to have folks that are making assumptions, mm-hmm. not only assumptions about whatever the topic is, but they're going to make assumptions as to why the leader chooses not to share the information. Right. Um, and then that just snowballs. <laughs> no, that's that's a really that's a really valid point. It's it, because it's it's the why not me. Right? right. Why not me? And and I think that's common. Right. Like that's common human behavior. But the precedent over the last two years has now been set that there needs to be more active communication, right? And 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 now that we've set that as the the status quo, if we if you will, if we take away from that, the only expectation you can have is, well, that employee left. Shocker, right? Like they they left. Well, why did they leave? Well, they wanted to do different things, or you know, the blame shift happens, or whatever it is. When in fact. All that employee was looking for was the communication and the precedent that you've set over the last two years. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, no, totally. Um, You know, I think that um, resiliency is also communicated, right? Oh, say more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, (laughs) I think leaders also, you know, we talk about leadership and what are some of the qualities of of leaders Mm -hmm. I think it's important for leaders to be vulnerable also and when they need help to ask for help. Or if you're a leader, if you're listening and you're a leader and you don't feel like you're adequately trained or that you want to have ongoing education on how to lead people, et cetera, ask for help, ask for the resources that you need. Because uh, oftentimes upper level management and the C-suite is going to assume that you know what you're doing. (laughs) Um, and you know, I think no, that's right. it's the truth because yeah. they don't, because they don't want to have to deal with, with it. Right. Right. Um, but managing people is likely the hardest part of any job. Yeah. I, I would say this and, and maybe this is where we start to close out and, and what I found my purpose in today. I think this idea that if you, if you follow the lead or you approach it with servant leadership and extreme ownership hand in hand, uh, I, I, you're going to see a difference in your team surrounding you mm-hmm. where it's, it's, it's not everybody else, you know, maybe it is me and what can I do to improve? And, and it goes to, to a lot of what you talk about with the psychological contract, the expectations, but mm-hmm. employees are not going to outright come to their leadership because it's traditionally not accepted where I can go. This is my expectation of you as my leader, right? I, I think that the leader has to take 
the first step, if you will. Yeah. And I think if we're, if we're closing out and talking about sort of what is the takeaway here today, Mm -hmm. what does a leader mean to your organization? Now I'm asking that to the listeners. Think about it. What does leadership mean to your organization and what does being a leader mean? Mm-hmm. And you know, think about the the people in your organization that others tend to follow, that others tend to respect. What mm-hmm. qualities does that person or do those people have um, that you can sort of put in a formal definition of what leadership means to your organization. And then you can look for those qualities in others when you go about promoting them to managerial positions. Oh, that's really good, Jules. Yeah. You want to close this out? Yeah, I will. Yeah, this was a great conversation. And I think there's a lot more that we can say um, in a lot of different layers, but um, <laughs> future I'm episodes. Sure. Future Job security. Episodes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so a few reminders before we leave. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Use the hashtag PeoplePurposePod on social media sites like Twitter and LinkedIn. And also be sure to check out the latest blogs and research from the Workforce Institute at UKG by visiting workforceinstitute.org. Chaz, that's all we have. Thanks for listening, y'all. Cheers. Bye.